P.S. I Love You XOXO is brought to you by Kinda Funny, the animated series. Head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to support this ridiculous dream that we shouldn't do. What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO, episode 17. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. Konnichiwa, it's good to be here Konnichiwa. with you Konnichiwa, you did spend your entire end of 2015 in Japan. I did. Yeah, you went over there. Uh-huh. Real, just a spur of the moment God, thing. I haven't been to Japan in Are we really months. going in April? Yeah, we're really going. We haven't made it. We haven't talked about it lately. And we haven't moved on it. And I remember haven't fucking that, talked to you about anything lately. I'm just letting you know this specific thing. We're like two ships in the night right now. Except now the ships have run head on into each other and they're getting it on. Well, two ships run into each other. It's not usually a good thing. But I'm thinking like Thomas the Tank Engine, those kind of ships. Like our ships have faces Thomas on them. The Tank Engine was a train. <laughs> I know, but you understand <laughs> what I'm saying. I don't know. Is there? Yo, is there sh- a ship that is like known to be a cartoony ship that does things? Let's just be real right now. The Thomas Tank Engine. I don't. I. I think that was maybe after my time or something. Sure. Or, right? Yeah. That's how you say. Thomas Tank Engine sucks. When I tune it, when I tune in on thing, like, what the fuck is this creepy shit? Yeah. It's like. Uh, well, he's really isn't he just a ripoff of like the? I think I can. I think wasn't that a train? I think I can. I think I can. He's trying to go up a hill. I think I can. I think I can. Is that a train? I think I, I can. So? I think you're right. See what the internet says. That sounds right. Like I think I yeah. And it feels sounds... like Thomas the Tank Engine. Some guy was like reading that to his kid. And he's like, you know what? If I put a humanoid face on this train and sell it to it's, things, it's those dank Yarnum nugs that have removed all remembrance of anything in, in my childhood at all. Much bloodborne. Here we go. I think I can. <clears throat> I think I can. Is what I'm putting in. Yeah, the little engine that the could've... little engine that could. Of course. Right. <laughs> How could I forget that? <laughs> and that's that book... fucking. There's pe- there's thousands of people <laughs> screaming. <laughs> there's a little kid listening to this show because his dad's making them, and he was like, "I know that book." That was published in 1930. Let's see, Thomas the <sighs> Thomas Tank the Tank Engine. Give me a date on that Thomas shit. The Tank Engine. There was Thomas the Train. It's the same thing. Um, well, I went to the. Hey, that's just. That's just people being too lazy to write tank engine. 1930 versus 1712. <laughs> Thomas is the origins. Thomas first appeared in 1946. Really? In the second book in the series, Thomas the Tank Engine. Because I remember just the cartoon. Yeah. So there was books. Yeah. So definitely not before my oh. time. I'm not, I didn't fight in World War II, believe it or not. This is very interesting. I'm reading. There's too much to read. You right, you're annoying me. Give no, me the give no, me the, give no, me the, no, give me the no, I'm not fucking gonna, iPad. I think read it. Was he just Thomas? Was he in 1913? Was he Thomas the steam engine? Meaning that the little engine that could ripped off Thomas the tank engine, and we were totally wrong. And who ripped off whom? Okay, wait a minute. The, oh, I don't care about any of that. The the only thing I care about is the TV series. Thomas's on-screen appearances in the TV series were developed by Britt Alcroft. The first series of 26 stories premiered October 1984. That's a good month because that was the month I was born. So not before your time. Very Around much your, your contemporary. contemporaneous. His TV persona. The books, though. I'm asking about the books. Ringo the- Starr was the storyteller in the in the television show. Oh, mate. Replaced by what. George Carlin. Wow, that was a you, know, you, you definitely exchanged an apple for an orange there. Alec Baldwin portrayed Mr. Conductor and Thomas in the Magic Railroad. You narrated the are years. a disgusting little pig, Thomas. <laughs> what is this show about? It's about a tank engine that could, apparently. Could sell a lot of books. Thomas had his genesis, like Winnie the Pooh, in a toy for a small child. 
both coincidentally named Christopher. Oh. Take this away from me before I throw it through the Thank window. You very Thank much. you. Ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI Love You XOXO. We are kindoffunny.com's PlayStation Podcast. We are the number one PlayStation Podcast on the internet, and we come to you each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time as an MP3 on your iTunes or podcast service of choice and a video at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Now, here's the problem, Colin. For years There's now. There's always a problem. Tell me what the problem is. I now. guess, and not years. For 16 weeks now, mm-hmm. we've been running unopposed in this 9 a.m. slot. Today, however, Tuesday, January 5th, is a huge day for us. It's our one-year anniversary of leaving IGN to be our own independent right. thing, starting this kind of funny as you know it. So we redesigned kindoffunny.com. Mm-hmm. Go check it out. Uh, we're doing a stream all day long on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We redesigned all the Patreons. We put up new perks. But most importantly... We made this thing called Kind of Funny, the Animated Series. Which we're going to squash in this 9 a.m. time. Exactly. Time Why frame. Tim thought it would be a good idea to put that piece of garbage up against the number one PlayStation podcast, I'll never know. Let's kill it. Okay. Well, I think it was Don't pro- go to the website. Don't watch the Twitch stream. And don't watch the animated series. <laughs> it's all about PSI Love You XOXO exactly, at 9 a.m. on They can't coexist. <laughs> Rising tides sink all ships. When I say things like this, I know that... Someone believes you. Well, also, I'm sure someone believes me. Also... I know that your heart drops just a little. Mine? Yeah, just a little. Oh, I don't care. Just no. a little. No. Just a little. Because this time you included me in your escape pod to start I'm in fame and fortune. When you're going to go off on your own, that's when there's a problem. Kind of like how you included me in your escape pod to fame and fortune when you won Trending Gamer yeah. and then thanked me third. third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Christine say, got this. Christine, who wasn't there at the beginning, of course, didn't know who the fuck you are until a few years ago. Right. She gets a whole thing about how she's beautiful. And they and shot blah, to her blah, in blah. the crowd and stuff. It's cool. It's cool. And I was all on the t- uh, in front of the TV and like, what is he going to say yeah. about you know his 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 fucking very best friend Colin Moriarty, right? His partner in crime. Exactly. Been there, been there before. All of this nonsense will be there long after you go to prison yeah. or something. Exactly. I'm I'll be the only one visiting you. Yeah. And oh, you're not going to white collar prison, Greg. You don't think so? No, I'm going no, to no, federal no. pound me in the <laughs> <Yeah>. ass prison. <laughs> Yeah, but, you know, so I, uh, the escape pods are very similar. I'm in the same escape pod as Nicole Tan, who doesn't give a fuck up, about Nicole you, Tan? Greg. She emailed me very nice things. Doesn't give a fuck about you. Wow. Okay. Nicole, I didn't, you didn't so do just dirty. Re- <laughs> so just remember all of that. Okay. Because you're escape. You're, you're what are we even talking about anymore? <laughs> Everyone, go to kindoffunny.com. Check out the new Kind of Funny, the animated series. We're all voices on it. It's a very, very cool show. We're very proud of it in this entire month of January. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny is being revamped to get all the money we can for the animated series so we can take this pilot and make it into a real show. And we're super stoked about it. we got to pay my brother. <laughs> we got to. He's a real, he's he's a real, real man. He's a real animator. <laughs> and he actually, when you work for Sesame Workshop, you expect a paycheck at yeah. some point. You don't want sure to enough. just like do everything for fun. Sure enough. I, I was telling you the story about how my mom told oh, me, great. my mom called me yesterday to talk to me. And she's like, oh, you're, you know, my mom was at our beach house in New Jersey. Um, and she's like, oh, your bro- my brother lives in Philadelphia. And she's like, your brother was going to come to visit us. And he couldn't. I was like, oh, why not? She's like, because he was working on your series. <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, Bob. So mom didn't get to see fucking anyone. How did she take animated series. I don't think she cares. No? No, she, of course she cares. She drove to Philadelphia to give the kids the presents. Did she ring the Liberty Bell while she was there? No. Did she eat a Philly cheesesteak? Maybe. Maybe she did. I don't really know for sure. But I know that she's, uh, you know, she didn't get to see her son. Because the animated series. She doesn't get to see her other son, me. Because of this as well. Because I just don't go home. Sure. But this is kind of the problem. This is what keeps you here. Right. Kind of funny closes up tomorrow. You're back on the plane. Oh, I don't know where I'd go. Yeah, you Maybe on a spaceship. Whoa. Maybe on a SpaceX rocket. Whoa. To Mars. Oh, wow, yeah. You watched that? You finished The Martian ever? I did. Okay. Did you enjoy yourself? Not really. Really? You you didn't like the movie? The book's fucking phenomenal. Sure. 
and the movie's way too fast. Oh, like okay. I really don't think you can appreciate. Like you got to read the book. Okay. It doesn't translate. Like, think about Cormac McCarthy's The Road. I'm thinking it's about a it. fantastic book. Right. It's a short book, but a fantastic book. The movie's just as good, I think. Maybe not quite as good, but almost as good. The movie, Martian, they did a nice job, all things considered, but because it takes place over such a long period of time, you don't get to appreciate the minutiae of the fucking book and, like, how hard, like, the, the things he goes. I just, I didn't quite, quite like it. Okay. Uh, as much as I thought I would, but I thought it was fine. Just like The Hateful Eight. Mm, fine. I haven't seen that one yet. Don't ruin it for me. Fine. I'm trying to, trying to figure out how to good. see it. Oh, okay. Bad? No. Okay. Yeah. It's been a good show. Let's begin this PlayStation podcast with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. <laughs> Time for some singular possessive news. There are 10 items on the list. Your first Baker's Dozen of 2016. Now, I didn't... So we talked about this before the show began that I didn't know which direction to go in. Stop looking at the camera and smile because I don't like it. I don't like when you do that and you're freaking me the fuck out. Now. <laughs> uh, All right? yeah. It was okay for like a few seconds. Right. I don't like it. I apologize. So just rein it in a little bit, okay? I'm having a good... We got so much energy because it's our first day working. I know. Just wait until next I week. I know. Next week I will be back to drive the nails into my face. <laughs> in your face? Yeah. I thought you were going to say your coffin. Oh, no. I'll gladly do that one. I'm sure time. you will. Yeah, yeah. Made of Portillo's bones, believe it or not. The bones of the coffin... I'm sorry. The nails of the coffin. Are made the nails are made. Uh, Thank are you. I was going to say you can't, of, fi- you can't take Portillo's bones and make that into a coffin. If I cremate you, I could. Sure. Eh, yeah. Probably. You know the ashes I'm are doing, just bone fragments. It turns out that's not true. That's what the I, internet said. It's got to be more matter than that. I'm just saying. Just I'm just bones. saying what the internet. I guess that makes around. sense though because you would incinerate the skin, the, the flesh, muscle, yeah, the, yeah. all that, the bones are all that stuff. So that's a possibility. But I'm gonna. Uh, you know what? I'll defer to the internet. But I'm gonna tell you this. I'm doing something with that fucking dog when he dies. All right. Okay. Because I think that you you aren't taking me seriously enough. Something's happening to that dog. The things that have come up so far, you know, we could make a little suit out of him for the next. Yeah, a pelt, dog. a pelt, little a pelt, little, a pelt outfit. We can stuff him. Yeah, we can make a bong out of him. We discussed that at one yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, this new nail idea sounds pretty good to me. See, I wanna, I kind of want to wear Portillo's head as like a ceremonial Indian headdress. But I and I get what you're saying. And I it would be pretty cool. It. I respect it. It would be pretty it, cool. But I just think you're under, I mean, like the dog's head is like this, like you're going to have that much to work with. It's going to be saying, this. Yeah, but and then it's going to have what? Like, and then his, like his, the rest of his body kind of hangs over and his little legs are just like, oh, it's, it's like those, ba- that bear hat I have. Right. Where the little bear heads up here and then I t- you tie it at the base. Right. But I tie it with his legs. Sure. That's one thing we could do. With That's him. one thing. So I'm just throwing on times. He's Time waning. Keeps on slipping, slipping. All right, so what I was saying before I went down that rabbit hole was uh, we didn't know how far back we were going to go. For the right, news. yeah. We haven't so, actually recorded since, I don't know, like a long time. Yeah, three weeks now. <laughs> so I only went back to back further than a week for really good stuff like this. Number one, Uncharted 4 Thief's End has officially been delayed. In a post on PlayStation blog, Neil Druckmann wrote the following, quote, let's start with the good news. Uncharted 4 Thief's End is wrapping up production and is shaping up to be the proper send-off for Nathan Drake that we've promised you. The bad news is that we need a bit more time to finish the game so that it meets our standards and vision. Let's cut to the chase. Uncharted 4 Thief's End has a new release date in North America of April 26, 2016. This is our largest Uncharted game to date, and the team has been working incredibly hard to meet the challenges of closing out the game's development in a timely manner. 
However, as we approach our final deadlines and started wrapping up the game's levels, we realized that several key sequences needed extra resources to bring them to the finish line. After carefully considering all of our options, we decided to extend our schedule, making sure that we got a few more polish patches. Pa- polish patches. Polish patches. Before submitting our gold master, the final disc for manufacturing. Thanks, Neil. Like, I don't fucking know what that means. Whoa, you know other people reading it, dumb bro. Pushing the date is not an easy choice, and we wouldn't do it. If we didn't feel in our hearts, it's the best uh, course of action for the game. To you, our loyal fans, we hope you'll accept our sincere apology. We know many of you have been waiting patiently for Nathan Drake's final chapter, and now we humbly ask you to wait a bit longer. On April 26, 2016, the most ambitious installment in the Uncharted series will be in your hands. End quote. Signed, Neil Druckmann and Bruce, who doesn't talk to anyone on the PlayStation blog ever. No. He won't even look Ryan Clements in the eye, I heard. No. No, he won't. Uh, So let's get the obvious things out of the way. I called it. Yeah, this I called is it a, a fucking mile away. I said huge, it was going to be a month delay. This is oh. I, I want to say this is perhaps not big. I think it's bigger than Fallout. Not in the fact that Fallout was like you started calling Fallout so early. You called this really early as well and then committed. You always double down on it. Even when when at PSX, Neil was like, that's the date. We're going to we're going to hit that date. And he, 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 is, he called me out. He followed me up and said, well, he said he's trying to prove you wrong. He never, you know what I mean? Like, he he was working with you. But then he did the right thing where, yeah, he called you out and then posts on the PlayStation blog, tweets that. He tweets out, Uncharted 4 has a new date. Here's our full statement on why we needed extra time. Tweets that out right now, uh, month weeks later, 554 retweets, 829 favorites. Then immediately follows up with, and yes, period, hashtag calm was right. That has... 1,080 retweets, 3,002 hearts. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he did call you out, but then he said publicly. You know what I mean? No, I appreciate it. Because all the comments, oh, everywhere I... you looked on the internet, the comments were hashtag Colin was right. I appreciate it. No, I, so, I mean, I, first of all, I love Neely. He's our friend. Uh, I'm glad. That was a really cool, I don't want to say Mia Culpa because he doesn't owe me anything. It was just a nice, that was a nice gesture, and I appreciated that. But when you play along with everybody. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, it's awesome. Of course. And Neil's, you know, Neil's a great guy. I'm glad they're getting their extra time. I told, I said that they would need about a month or so to just finish things up because I think that, like you said, they're starting to compile the game. The game's made in disparate parts, and they're starting to put it together. And when you and when you do that, you see that other things, you know, some sequences, like you said, need a little extra help. Sounds like the game's playable, which is really exciting. And and uh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's playable probably from beginning to end. Yeah. Um, it's just not where they want it to be. Uh, but take to me, it was like I was sure the game was gonna get delayed. I was hoping I was right that it was going to get delayed for a month. I really could have seen the game getting delayed for longer than that. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm so happy that I was right in that sense, and I'm not even being facetious or like trying to beat that drum. I could have seen that game getting pushed to the fall, you know. Sure. So like, um, just because like I said, you know, we kind of went through the kind of calculus on this. They were really wrapping a mocap late last year, and then people were like, "Well, maybe it's for the DLC." But then, then they, they said, like, "We don't even no, know, what the know what the fuck the DLC, DLC is. is." Yeah. So you know, so there's a lot there's a lot of interesting stuff in there. Take your time. April's not that far away. Um, Day before my birthday. The perfect is. gift. Well, Sony's probably going to give you the perfect gift weeks before it comes out. But, but the... Uh, and they better give me... Their, uh, am I not going to get the perfect gift? You can't. I am your perf- I'm the perfect gift. God gave you the perfect gift. Trending gamer of the year, Greg Trending Miller. Gamer the, and, and of course, you know... Thank Christine, you know, so yeah, it's no big deal, Kevin. You know, I, I agreed to let go of that, and I agreed, you know, I told you I'm gonna let go of the avocado. The avocados, so you ate the avocados, you know, and it's no, you know, it's I thought 2016 was a new leaf. It's a new year. It's not a new leaf, Greg. Uh, anyway, I'm glad that they got, you know, that they they uh, are gonna get their extra time. I'm sure the game's gonna be phenomenal. I can't, I can't wait. I'm positive the game's gonna be phenomenal. I have no doubt where it will fit in the echelons of Uncharted greatness. Of course, going at the very top, fight for, for fortune. fortune. 
and then way down, and then it goes Uncharted 3, Uncharted 2, Golden Abyss, well, Uncharted Drake's Fortune. Right, but before Golden Abyss, you put in the Uncharted comic book series. Right, of course, of course, of course. Of course, of course like, right. There you go. This is what Nathan So if Drake they can really nail fight the greatness of Fight yeah, for yeah, Fortune, yeah, yeah. Fight for Fortune is so obscure that 95% of the people listening to this podcast have no idea what the fuck that game is. Well, that's just the Vita. <laughs> the Vita is so obscure. Remember, remember when they announced that out of nowhere? They announced it on like a Friday yeah. and it came out on Tuesday. Yeah, I think like, I got what? my code that weekend. And I, it's a fun game, but it's... Whatever. Whatever. Uh, any other thoughts on that? No. Like, you, I mean, you were right, and then I'm glad it wasn't long, and take all the time you need. You know what I mean? There's a, a couple questions that people had submitted that I didn't make didn't make the cut that were like, what do you guys think about this? And it was like, well, it's the obvious stuff we're going to say, right? That a, a bad game is bad forever, mm-hmm. and a delayed game is disappointing when it, you hear that it's delayed, and you forget about it, and you're fine. Right. Number two, PlayStation Plus's free games for January 2016 have been revealed. PlayStation 4 owners can look forward to Grim Fandango Remastered and Hardware Rivals. PlayStation 3 owners will get Dragon Age Origins and Medal of Honor Warfighter. And Vita users will also get Grim Fandango Remastered in addition to a game I'm quite excited to play, actually, and I forgot came out, which, but I am authentically excited. Legends of War Patton. It's a World War oh, II no, game. I don't remember that at all. Uh, so, uh, not a sh- pretty bad month, actually. But... What are you gonna do? They can't all be great. Yeah, they can't all be great. And this is like it's like you have your ho- holiday games. I'm not trying to make excuses for them. This is a bad. This is a bad month by yeah. PlayStation Plus standards, especially on PS3. Dragon Age Origins, all which right, I fucking but... I fucking hate that game. Medal of Honor Warfighter. I played all the way through. I beat it. If you're all if you're hung up on that though, just do me a favor. Get your shovel. Go out in the backyard and bury your PS3. Stop playing your PS3. Come on. I haven't played my PS3 in a long time. I refuse to. I don't know. Would love to play this Yakuza game. I refuse to do it. When was the last one I even played on it? I'm not going back on that XMB. I've moved on. I'm not oh, sitting there waiting my trophies. Tales of Exilia 2 is probably the last one I played. So it's been over a year. Okay. Before that was South Park. I think those might have been like really the only two games in, on PS3 I played like the entire year last year. Or yeah. that was two years ago. You're right though. It's time to move on. I'm moving on. Maybe buy a Vita. So you can play Grim Fandango Remastered and Legends of War. I was Pat. thinking about thinking about it last night in bed, getting ready to drift off, reading the Reddit, the the Vita subreddit there. I was thinking about getting the trigger accessory for remote play for the few times I want to remote play because that's what kills it for me is when it's like use the back touch. Don't get it. No, I'm not going to. I don't want that in the house. Don't get it. But theoretically, I mean, or not even theoretically, literally, you don't want anything in the house. That's true. So, I mean, it's you're already mad. What's this going to do to you? That's true, too. Yeah. Number three. There's been a lot of talk about Sony's lack of first party production in 2015 and in general since PlayStation 4 launched in 2013. We talk about that a lot. Perhaps to combat this, Sony released a video showcasing 20 outright console or timed exclusives set to come to PlayStation 4 in 2016, and GameSpot was kind enough to compile a list. Good job, GameSpot. Here are the games Sony thought worth mentioning. And now they, at GameSpot, they they put them in two different lists. I put them in three because their lists weren't quite accurate. But they had asterisks. They did. They but, knew something was awry. They're just, how do we boil this down? There the are, news keeps on a flowing. There are seven games from first-party studios gotcha. on the list. Horizon Zero Dawn, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. The Last Guardian, Gran Turismo Sport, Gravity Rush 2, Ratchet and & Clank, and Dreams. Now, I'm counting Ratchet & Clank even though it really is a second-party game, but Ratchet & Clank is a embedded first-party yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Well, not owned because you'll see what I'm saying in a minute when I say this. I'm just throwing Ratchet & Clank in there because I think it would cause confusion to put it into the next list because of what it is. Okay? Yeah, sure. So it's, Insomniac is not a first-party studio. There are five games that could be considered second-party exclusives. Six if you count Ratchet & Clank, but I'm putting five. And they'll be published by Sony. The Tomorrow Children, mm-hmm. Drawn to Death, What Remains of Edith Finch, Shadow of the Beast, and Alienation. It's a strong list of games. And there are eight that are console exclusive or otherwise timed. 
what's Shadow of the Beast? Why don't I, why doesn't that ring? Shadow of the Beast came was announced at Gamescom. I feel like the last time I was there. Oh, is it um, the one with the giant beast looking? Dude? The like werewolf guy. It's and he's a, all gross, and he's like, mm. yeah. It's a remake of a late eighties um, okay, game from. Um, well, let me see here. Reflections Interactive. It was on anything that you had. Genesis. This thing, yes. Missed it. Sorry. Um, and anyway, it had sequels and then a remake is in development. All right. Anyway, uh, the eight games that are timed or otherwise somehow finicky with exclusivity. Street Fighter V, which is a PlayStation 4 console exclusive for sure. But it's coming to PC as well. Exactly. Firewatch, which I assume will come to Woo! Xbox One. Boundless, which I assume will also come to Xbox One. Near Automata is a PS4 console exclusive, mm-hmm. as far as I understand. Hellblade. Uh, coming first to PS4, I think, even though it seems like it's based like Heavenly Sword. Not, not based on, but it looks like Heavenly Sword. Yeah. Well, pa- even the name. Paragon is the MMO, right? Yep. The Epic Games MMO. The Witness. No, not MMO. MOBA. MOBA. The Witness will come to PC. I'm Jonathan Blow, and I want you to know that these are my games. And No Man's Sky. Hell yeah. All right. So let's go through this list again. Lay it on me fun. in slow mo. First of all, do we think all these games will come out in Fuck in no, 2016? that's not how the, that's not how video games work. So I'll tell you right now, Dreams isn't going to come out next year. But now you... Mm, Why but, would they release it? Because they're going to launch it in beta kind of thing, I think. That's what I think we're going to do with Minecraft. So you don't think it's going to be a retail game? No, I, well, I, it will be eventually like everything else. Like Life is Strange is a retail game all of a sudden. But I mean like... That's different. I'm just laying it on you, bro. Letting you know. Her- I, Horizon will come out. Uncharted is going to come out. The Last Garden is going to come out. Horizon, I still think, has a sh- shot at moving. Oh. I don't like saying that. I don't like saying that. And I'm not making a bold prediction. I'm just saying that I think it has a shot. Let, it. Me, uh, let me go through this again. And I'm going to tell you the games out of these 20 that I think are going to come out this year. Okay. Okay. So we can get them right off the list. Horizon, Uncharted. Well, let's see what we agree on then. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a little, I'm going to make another list. We love lists here. It's kind of funny. Support us on Patreon.com. I'm going to go to Google Docs. Games. Yes, I want to go funny. to Google Docs because I just fucking... Don't they annoy you when it's like, do you want to go to Google Docs and then they open another window? I'm like, I just literally typed in google.com slash docs. No, I'm trying to go to fucking Pornhub. Google. What I do is I have drive on my favorites and then I hit drive and then I hit the little plus. And I don't I like say. favorites. That's weird, but okay. All right. Then I'm going to do this. I'm going to snap this to one side of the screen. I'm going to snap this to the other. All right. Now, we can all agree that Uncharted 4 is coming out. Yes. We can all agree that The Last Guardian is coming out. You're fucking better. I agree. Right? I agree. No, no. I agree that it's coming out. They got to fucking pull the... Tr- Gran Turismo Sport. No. Gravity Rush 2 is going to come out. Yeah. Ratchet and Clank is going to come out. Yeah. Dreams. I mean, I just... What are we... Let's clarify what we mean. You, you, you're you saying that the retail version of Dreams won't be out this next year. No. There's no reason to, to release it. They, they release it in the fall. It's going to die. Yeah. Dreams, I already think, is going to die. And if they release it... In I'm the telling. fall. I keep leaning on a media molecule on the internet. Bring us over there. Convince Colin. Turismo Sport. Dreams. Okay. So we have four of one and three of the other right now. The second party games. The Tomorrow Children, I think it's going to come out. Again, I feel like that has to come out, right? It's mm-hmm. been going forever. Drawn to Death's going to come out. Yeah. David Jaffe never. What Remains never. Me to Finch will come out. Misses. Yeah. Giant Sparrow. About time. Shadow of the Beast. I can't commit to that because that game's been dead for a long time. Mm-hmm. Or like... Okay. And then Alienation will come out. So we have those. Yeah. Then Street Fighter V will come out. Yes. Firewatch is going to come out. Fuck yes, it is. February, right? Um, I'll double check. Yeah, I think it is February. Boundless, I don't know. I'm going to put Boundless. Not enough information. And Near Autonoma. 
over there. Hellblade, I'm going to put there too. Paragon. See, I don't think I don't think Hellblade comes. I think the Witness and No Man's Sky. All right, so February 9th for Firewatch. Oh, that's close. Oh, Doctor. All right, so what? Here's the list. Here's the how I have the list worked out right now. But this is an amalgamation of both of our opinions because I don't agree with you on Horizon. I'm not. I'm just saying it has the possibility to wiggle. Well, these all do. Uncharted is not wiggling. Possibility to wiggle. Uncharted 4, The Last Guardian, Gravity Rush 2, Ratchet, Tomorrow Children, Drawn to Death, Edith Finch, Alienation, Street Fighter 5, Firewatch, The Witness, No Man's Sky, I think are locks. Sure. Horizon, Gran Turismo, Sport, Dreams, Shadow of the Beast, Boundless, Near Automata, Hellblade, and Paragon. Paragon, I mean, I, I don't think there's any way. We saw nothing. Here's, it, I'm just saying that this identifies 2016 games. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think it does. I thought that was the whole point of it, yeah. I thought so, too. I'll check it for you. Anyway, that's a fun little exercise. We had fun exercises here. I don't work out, as you know. I don't do much anything with my shoulder. It feels like I threw the perfect game last You threw 90 night. You pitches? Know what I mean? Number four. Not only is Square Enix doubling down on a 2016 release date for Final Fantasy 15, it's also indicating when the release date will be announced. In a blog post on Square Enix's official blog penned by the game's director, Hajime Tabata, he writes, quote, Happy New Year. We will finally release Final Fantasy 15 this year in 2016. <gasps> In development, previous phases required wisdom and strength. However, moving forward, the final phase will focus on effort and willpower. Willpowers? Not willpowers, willpower. Okay. I vow to you all that every member in the team will do their best to the very last possible moment, taking responsibility and pride in their craft. We will do everything we can to finish Final Fantasy XV, to create an experience we are incredibly proud of, and one that you will enjoy and treasure. The whole Final Fantasy XV team appreciates all of the support from each and every one of you this past year. I cannot tell you how much it means to all of us. We'd like to celebrate a wonderful new year, and as we approach the release of Final Fantasy XV, I'd like to enjoy that moment with all of you. Aww. Meanwhile, website Nova Crystallis reports that Famitsu released some short interviews with various game developers, one of which was conducted with Tabata. He notes that, amongst other things, the release date announcement will occur in March. Oh, okay. Um, do you believe it? 2016, they're doubling down on 2016, but I still feel like he gives himself some wiggle room. He makes a declarative statement. He says, Happy New Year. We will finally release Final Fantasy XV this year in 2016. But then he says to you, I vow to you all that every member in the team will do their best to the very last possible moment, taking responsibility and pride in their craft. We will do everything we can. We can do, we'll do everything we can do to finish Final Fantasy XV. To create an experience we are incredibly proud of and one that you will enjoy and treasure. So you're asking me. Yeah. Do I think it will happen in March? Do you, no, do you think the game will come out this year? Yes. Fall. You? Probably. Probably. Some of it's just the Japanese prose. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sure. It's wordy, yes, and it's, it's such as previous on. phases requiring wisdom and strength, and the new phase requiring effort and willpower. Yes. Kind of like that. Uh well, let me bring you down a notch. Number five. Speaking of Final Fantasy, are you planning on playing Final Fantasy VII Remake anytime soon? Well, don't. <gasps> Producer Yoshinori Katasi recently spoke to Famitsu, as reported by Silicon Era, noting that, quote, I believe that this year will still be a year of preparations for Final Fantasy VII Remake. <laughs> I'd like to create a new kind of value for the hardware that is the PlayStation 4 for our next announcement, end quote. He's trying. Man. Oh, my God. These guys are fucking killing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're fucking killing me. I hear you. A year of preparations for Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's a big game. They can't, they can't prep it wrong. Oh, my God. Just wipe your mind that that game even exists for years. Years. Maybe there's preparing to release episode one. Number six. 
Amazon revealed its three best-selling games over the holiday season. What are they? Do you know? I don't know. What do you think? Is this... Uh, retail, no console exclusives. Oh, retail, no console exclusives. Best-selling games for the year or... For the holiday season. Star Wars Battlefront. That's number one. Well, that's number three, but that's on the list. Cool. Just, oh, this is like Family Feud. I yeah. like it. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> that's number three, you said? Yep. Um... Fallout? Number two. Okay. Shit. Biggest game on Amazon. Oh, it's so obvious. Just use your mind. I'm working on it. I'm thinking. Well, I, I want... I, I don't... I mean, I want to say... I want to say Call of Duty. Okay, good. Just make yeah. sure. Okay. The games were Call of Duty, Black Ops 3, Fallout 4, and Star Wars Battlefront. Those are the top three best-selling games on Amazon for the holiday season. No numbers in terms of software sold per console were given. You did it. The Greg Miller family. Steve Harvey comes out. All right. Now, there's some interesting stuff here. Number seven. It looks like the next Assassin's Creed game will take place in ancient Ooh. Egypt. It won't come out until 2017, signaling the series' first break in annualization in years, I think since 2009. Word comes by way of Kotaku's Jason Schreier, who reports that multiple sources have indicated to him that the game will take place in ancient Egypt, will skip 2016, come out in 2017, and is currently codenamed internally as Empire. Empire. Sources indicate, according to Jason, that biannualization could be the new trend moving forward. One other interesting tidbit is that a source indicated that the game may also take place in ancient Rome. Jason says that might have changed. The source said, quote, there are talks about making a trilogy of the same character, so they might explore Greece or Rome next. Greece slash Rome next. End quote. Good. Yeah. Pumping the brakes on Assassin's Creed, I don't think it's a bad idea. No, I think, I like so we've talked about it before, right? Like, I think Syndicate is a fun game. Syndicate is a good game. Syndicate had no buzz, and I never heard anyone talk about it before, during, or after. You know what I mean? It's one of those where... The people who reviewed it, like when Alexa put up her review, I was like, is it good? She's like, yeah, you should play it. I'm like, all right. And I eventually played it. I was like, oh, this was good. Too bad no one played it, and I assume no one bought it. And is that hangover from Unity's bugs and this, that, or the other? Maybe. It's also probably people burning out on Assassin's Creed that is there every year. Number eight. Jason tucked this at the end of the story, something that might have warranted its own story. I was surprised they didn't do this. Mm. He writes, quote, a possible Ubisoft substitution for this fall's big Assassin's Creed could be Watch Dogs 2 which we hear will be out later this year, and set in San Francisco. Oh, okay. Set in San Francisco. End quote. That's all he said. Um, I talked about how Watch Dogs 2, I think, will be shown at a Ubisoft's E3 press conference. I talked about this a while ago, and I think will be released this year. I agree with that, and I believe that. I haven't heard anything about that. You think it's not, it'll be like Fallout? At E3, they announce it, they show it, and then t- say yep. it's coming out. This Probably week. November yeah, or October. Uh, that game's been dark for a long time. I think that's smart. I think Watch Dogs, the original Watch Dogs I played for a few hours. I was like, Ugh. Yep, me too. I was really like, I don't want to fucking play this. There was really nothing about that game that made me want to play it. I the tired story I talk about all the time with it is that Watch Dogs 1 to me is what I, I is what Assassin's Creed 1 was to me, which is why I'm so excited for Watch Dogs 2 of like, all right, let's cut out some of the bullshit and how this didn't work and how it felt, you know, da, 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 and get to like the core of what this game's great and makes it great because Assassin's Creed 2 I loved. Sure. Um, I don't, but I never played the original Assassin's Creed. Watch Dogs clearly was half-baked in a lot of ways. I think that they know that. So that's why I think the game just disappeared. I mean, the game came out in 2013. So the sequel will come out in 2016. That's a nice space of time for, for a studio like that to, to, to fix it. And I'm sure the game was in pre-production, if not in full production, before Watch Dogs even came out. So, sure. um, yeah, that makes sense. Watch Dogs 2, I think, will be a fall game. Set in San Francisco? Sounds pretty cool. Do you think it's interesting that they're following me? First game's in Chicago. Second game's in San Francisco. Third game... DLC that puts you in Columbia, Missouri. Oh. Fourth game. Hell. Number nine, Sony has filed a new trademark. This one for a game known as Days Gone. Days Gone. D A Y S G O N E. Days Gone. I see it spelled the Z. 
No other information is available at this time, including who is developing the game, what the nature of the game is, or when or even if it will come out. So all we know is that Sony owns the IP. Okay. Indicating that's first party or second party, sure. of course. Um, wondering if this is uh, Ben's game. You jumped to Ben, yeah. They got to be close. Mm-hmm. It's getting close. Let's do something. Eric. Yeah, Eric, do something. I know you like to take f- fucking cute Instagram pictures of snowflakes and shit mm-hmm. and spend time with your family. Lame. Like this is the 20th century. I want to play G- Days Gone. Play Days Gone, you say? Not until Eric Jensen gets back to fucking work. Hey, he, was, he was doing that last night. Oh, go back to work tomorrow. I'm like, you don't do anything. You yeah, have Eric, nothing you to been, show for your work. Eric, you haven't done anything in five years. There's just, he, you go into his office, there's one worn spot on the floor and one like divot in the wall where he bounces the tennis ball back to himself every day. <sighs> I'm sorry to get pissed now. Number 10, wrap up. Happy 10th birthday to our friends at Sony on Media Molecule, the studio behind hey. the Little Big Planet, Tearaway and Dreams, which was founded January 4th, 2006. Congratulations to EA and DICE, who according to industry analysts, as reported by Fortune, sold 13 million copies of Star Wars Battlefront so far. Congratulations to Disney Infinity, which is now officially the number one Toys to Life brand Ooh. ahead of Skylanders and Lego Dimensions. The SRB rated, has rated five more PS2 classics for PS4, according to Games Radar. They are Primal, Ape Escape 3, Oakage, Shadow King, Siren, and Wild Arms 3. Siren. Sony's Geo Corsi confirmed on Twitter that Sony itself will help port versus Evil's The Banner Saga to Vita since it's taking for fucking ever. <laughs> and finally, Supergiant Games revealed that its game Transistor has officially passed the 1 million sold mark. Hey! Congratulations to them. And that is all for the news. Colin. Yes. I want to play Transistor on my PlayStation Vita. And I probably never will. But I will continue to wait. But while I await, if I wanted to know what games came to mom and grop shops, where would I go? It's unclear because there's no drop this week. God damn it, Ryan. Oh. He's really fucking up. Just because it's a holiday. He's no, really fucking up. No, he's not. He's, he's fucking He's up. being a nice young boy. He's got, he's got a baby Are you saying that because you're afraid someone's going to tweet at him and he's going to get mad at us again? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone would be nice to Ryan. I can't control what other people do, Ryan. <laughs> I can't. You know we're kidding. <laughs> I can't. Everyone would be nice. I think if memory serves, though, I told people to tweet him. I'm not telling you to tweet Ryan Clements now. You're only allowed to tweet Ryan Clements that you love him and that he's a great guy. That's all you're allowed to tweet at him. I'm like the villain in Jessica Jones. What do you think comes out this week? Okay, so here's something for me. Volume comes out on Vita. But in like they moved that date though, right? Wasn't it was supposed to be I could have sworn they announced it on the it was gonna be the twelfth, and then all of a sudden it became the fifth. It could be, I don't know. Okay. I want I want to look I heard Axiom Verges a few weeks away too. I'll believe that one I see. Who'd you hear that from? Oh, just people. Tell me your sources. Just people. Volume Vita. Because now that's all I was going to say. All right, there you go. August 18th is what Google says. That, does, that doesn't well, that's help me at all. Original that doesn't help me at all. Hold on. That's, that's, that's totally doesn't help me. Damn it. And there's all these old stories. This is the problem with when people... Here, hold, no, 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 no. No, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's always been the fifth. What's, then something good's coming out the next week. How the fuck do I know? Because, because Ryan hasn't written anything. I don't know anything if Ryan doesn't write. That's a good point. I don't have, I have a roving calendar of release dates in my head Hold until on. I read them on the PlayStation block. Hold on. I got some stuff here. I got, I got, some, I got some ways around this. Stick with me, Colin. Take the wheel. Yeah. I'm good. The plane! <gasps> All right, hold Free on. Here we Twitter. go. So what's coming out? Here we go. I got it. Here's what's coming out to the PlayStation 4. Where'd you get it? Uh, Reddit.com slash r slash PS4. Okay, cool. Uh, amplitude. All right. Okay. Hardware rivals. Mm-hmm. 
Rebel Galaxy. Now we'll go over to Vita. Rebel Galaxy. What the fuck is that? There's no link. I can't tell you. Doesn't matter. Can't be that important. Ryan didn't even bother writing about it, so it can't be that important. You're right. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Do this. Hold on. Let me see. So now coming to PlayStation Vita. Just volume. PlayStation Plus we've already covered earlier, but those will all be up. Grim Fandango, Hardware Rivals, Nehimbal Rules, Legend of War Patents Campaign, Dragon Age Origins, Medal of Honor Warfighter. And then this tab is just called PlayStation. That doesn't help me much. PS3. They don't even bother putting up PS3 release dates because nobody cares anymore. Because again, everyone who's anyone buried their PS3 in the backyard. It's over. Put a nail in the coffin. Bury it. Sent, tweet me, Game Over Greggy, shots of you burying your PS3. <laughs> There's little, little images. That's all I want. Okay. Colin. Yeah. Time for topic of the show. Oh, you're wearing down already. Getting tuckered out. Powering down. I had so much energy for just a little while. It's, it was a good start of the it show. It was a good show. It was just it's going to be a bad end, though. You think so? Eh, I think we're going to be okay. Okay. Topic of the show comes from kindoffunny.com slash PSQ. It's where you can go ask your questions. Uh, If we don't have a topic that we want to talk about, we'll grab one of yours from Reader Mail and put it in here. So this one is from Jason underscore Redemption. Jason Redemption says, hey, guys, happy new year. You as well. With this year bringing us more open world games than ever, and both Colin and Greg talking about games where they can enjoy their collect or clear-a-thon, I was wondering, what are your top favorite open world games of all time? Hmm. I read the question, immediately jumps to mind, infamous, the original. I've written about my affinity for this game, why I love this game, but... Just that being getting to be, and it's not so you know such a novelty now because there's these Batman games and a million other things going on. But someone, you know, thank goodness Sucker Punch being talented. Someone talented taking the superhero genre and making an original character, making uh, a game that they can put years of their time into, and making it open world was awesome. You know what I mean? I'll never forget how how much fun it was to go around Empire City like that. You know what I mean? And run around and grind on rails and get more powerful and take on stupid side missions and go, you know, look, where's the camera or the photo looking at me and go get it and do all these different things. And then, like, the fact that there was the light and dark path and the choices and the different thing there, like, mm-hmm. that was great. And I don't get me wrong, like, as we go further, I mean, we can we always talk about it, right? The, the fact that I think Second Son's the best gameplay. You know what I mean? Just because oh, of yeah, the way yeah. it's all evolved oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the impact of the original Infamous, I like the story better there and stuff like that. Even though I loved Infamous 2 as well, you know, I mean, loved Cold, loved Numeray and all these different things. It wasn't exactly the same experience because Empire Because it wasn't new. It had brought, yeah, exactly. It had broadsided me in a way because, you know, I'm, I was sitting there waiting for the other shoe to drop. Someone announces, hey, Greg, you cover PlayStation. PlayStation's making a superhero game and it's open world and it looks awesome. You're like, all right, great. I can't wait for it to not live up to expectations and not be cool. And then you got it and it was great. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was a special. Yeah, Infamous definitely snuck up. I'll never forget when I got it at uh, IGN when I was writing the guide before it came out. It was fun. Uh, Infamous 2, I think, is a superior game. And I would definitely say that uh, that resonates with me more. Mm -hmm. As a game, I think that game's fucking awesome. Um, GTA Vice City, uh, definitely Mm -hmm. one of my favorite open world games. See, I was going to go, when I get to Rockstar, I was going to mention Red Dead. Red Dead's a great one. Red Dead was another one I remember because Red Dead was another fun one where it was we went out and did preview opportunities with it. It was me, Eric, and Hill from IGN. And we went there and we all three did something different. It was something where I think 
Hillary decided to be good, I decided to be bad, and then Brudvig decided just to wander and see what he ran into. And we all had such different experiences, you know, going back to the office afterwards and talking about what you saw and how you did this and how this all came together was awesome. And you got it. And I remember for me, lost in it, loved it, got to Mexico, dropped out, and was gone for it was one the rare occasion where I dropped out of a game for maybe a month or two, you know what I mean? And then got the urge to go back and just dominated it. You know what I mean? Like was all re enraptured with it, which usually it's like you leave something, you try to come back to it. I can't do it and don't even bother. Yeah. I will say, uh, I want to give a shout out to far cry three, which I think was, I, I, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Far cry is, is fucking awesome. Like I really love far cry three and I, I never, uh, beat far cry four. I played that game extensively. I'm too, Oh, I'm, I, I get too wrapped up in in shit to sure. play those kinds of games, but I, I want to go back to that game at some point. I will say a more modern or recent open world game that I think gets short, short shrift, and I'll say it again, is Mad Max. Max. I think I think Mad Max is a really great open world game. It's desolate and empty, but that's the way it's kind of supposed to be. I think that that world is really quite unique. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay in the world is unique. Some people are a little mad at me for saying, you know, shitting on Batman Arkham Knight's gameplay, but supporting Mad Max's gameplay. Remember that I gave the caveat that I don't think the hand-to-hand combat's anything that, to write home about. It's worse in Mad Max than it is in Batman. The car combat is fucking rad in the game. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would give a shout out to that as well, but I'd really have to think, I'm sure I'm missing something, but I, oh, sure. I, would, I, I mean, would, yeah, well this, that's the whole thing is I'm not looking for a definitive list here. I'm just saying percolating on it. What's popping up in your head. But I do think that the perfect fusion of genres or one of the perfect fusion of genres is really open world and first person shooter. Um, mm. And I don't really feel like we see that enough. We see a lot of third person uh, in open worlds and a lot of role playing mechanics, but I think that Far Cry is not that that's the only one crisis, of course, is really the inspiration for Far Cry and there are others. And I like the original crisis a lot as well, but um, although when you go back and play it, it doesn't quite, it was like this marvel of technology in 2007. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, I'll yeah, never yeah. forget. I'll never forget how good it. it looked. Yeah. Um, but I went and platinum did on PlayStation three, I guess a couple years La ago. And, and that was a hard platinum. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, it was fun and it's definitely where you can see where they get the inspiration for Far Cry. But, um, I just feel like it's, uh, you know, f- like I want to see more rock solid shooters that are in uh in the open world uh, genre as well so like the call of duty mechanics in an open world game thanks i think far cry it feels great it's not like a shitty shooter what know? is your what's your prediction on primal how's primal going to come out i don't know it's probably not going to be quite what we want because in the far cry 4 the bowing arrow mechanics which is what they're using here is something i never really fucked around with except for online a little bit when i was playing it before it came out yeah um so it's unclear like how it's all going to shake out i just want a far cry game i'm really interested to see if it's any good, you know, as we wait for Far Cry 5, which I'm sure is probably a 2017 game. Maybe even 2018. Sure. Uh, so that's all my answers for you today. Do you want to give a shout out to Fallout? Three? Uh, oh, Fallout 3, of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course. That's a reasonable one. New Vegas as well. I just don't want to go. I don't want to go too down and far around. I mean, Fallout 3 is a great example. Okay. But well, then that's where the rabbit hole can stop. Yeah, I don't want the rabbit hole can't be infinite. Isn't that kind of the point of him? I thought it was. You How does the rabbit him. ever get out? I mean, he dug the hole coming out because rabbits are born at the core of the earth and then they crawl oh, to the surface and that. then you Very fall into it. Evolution's a wily beast. Here's, you're a scientist. The one thing I've always wondered, right? And mm. I'm not saying we could, but let's say we did drill through the earth one side to the other. Right. And we just had this hole there. Right. I jump in it. <laughs> I jump in this hole, right? Right. At, is it at the center of the earth where I'm just in stasis, where I don't move, where I'm just like shifting back and forth? Why would you think that? If you drilled the hole straight through, because you're, you're presuming that you would drill through the core. Yeah. So no, you would fall through the earth. The bigger problem would be but the But I mean, what does that mean? I shoot out the other side and into space? I mean, th- there's going to be lots of problems when this happens. Right. 
<laughs> the heat's gonna kill you. Well, that's the whole thing is we're the going. The wobble of the Earth is probably gonna make you collide with the sides as you're like reaching terminal velocity. Um, okay. Also, the core is you know liquid, so you know I don't know. If but you're no, but to- as I was tunneling through, as we were tunneling through, we had robotic machines doing this, right? right? They were making, they were insulating the sides of it. Okay. So it's like I'm not gonna. When they get there, the lava's on the other side. Everything's fine. So why wouldn't you be? Able, I mean, in that case, why wouldn't you be able to theoretically fall right through the Earth? No, I'm not. That's the question. Is what happens? Do I shoot out the other side of the earth? Do I get to the center and I'm just in this constant thing? As is it? Does Why it, would you be in this constant thing? In the, I don't understand what you're saying. Because I'm falling. Yeah, I'm falling, and then I'm gonna. I got it. The gravity's gonna pull me back, or no? Is that no? I'm just gonna go. What am I doing here? I think you're gonna go right through. And I just gravity's. Sh- how far gravity do I shoot out? at the core. How far do I shoot out when I get to the other side? Space. Well, you'd be going very fast. Yeah. Now, remember- how long does it take me to get through the tube I just made? A while. Yeah. Now. Because I think, I mean, think about free falling, like the guys that used to free fall, Gus Grissom, I think, and those guys free fall from like the edge of space down. It takes them like, before their their parachute even engages, it takes like minutes. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? And they're no. only like less than 100 miles above. Like the Red Bull guy, yeah. I yeah. Know. That's in fucking, that's insane. No, thank you. I would do it after training for many years. Okay. Uh, what would happen to you? No. So I don't, I don't think you would fall right through. It is, an, gravity is an interesting question in this. Um, but my bigger question is, you won't have a, you won't have enough for escape velocity, because remember to get a get a, a ship off the Earth requires like an incredible amount of power. Oh, I don't you mean. Know? I'm sorry. I don't mean like leave gravitational pull and I'm out into orbit or anything. Maybe like that. maybe you'd swing around. I don't know. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, if you're going fast enough, the Earth is going to grab you at some point. But remember, even little meteorites, not not meteorites, but little meteors that are the size of my fist, or whatever, just get right by Earth and doesn't do anything. No, you know, mm-hmm. it, it nudges mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. We should do it. We should try it. It would be very expensive. It sounds like something Cobra Commander might do, so we should probably get in, you know, get in touch with them. <laughs> well, then we're, we are in good company if we're doing that. You know what I mean? I think so. I don't really know what you mean. <laughs> oh, Colin, Colin, Colin. Here's one for you. Okay. We're going to start by getting in touch with our paternal instincts. Toddy Jassel says, Hi, gents. I've decided... When my newborn son is old enough to play games, I'm going to start him with a classical education before graduating to more modern games. Hopefully, his time spent with Sonic, Mario, et al. will be something he appreciates later in life. Sonic? Yeah. What games, systems, characters are absolute essentials in your eyes? P.S. Je t'aime. I'll tell you right now that Sonic is not an essential thing to show your child unless your child wants to kill himself. Whoa. I don't know if it's that drastic. I mean, but it's sure. pretty drastic. Yeah. Uh, so here's the question, Colin Moriarty. Yeah. Are you wh- where are you right now on the spectrum? Are you gonna have kids one day or no? I'd like to, but I don't. I don't know. Let's. All right. So let's say you do have kids. Right. You said you'd like to, so you're. You yeah. Have a kid. Yeah. Sure. You have a little. You have Colin Junior there. Right. Or you actually more more Greg. You have Greg. Greg. You, yeah. Right. Your first Greg Moriarty. Greg. Right, Greg right. Moriarty. GM right there. Mm-hmm. Put the GJ just in like there. My, just like my dad. Exactly. Yeah. You're. It's covered. You keep the long Onion lineage man. of your dad, Onion Man, me. Onion hater and <laughs> your son gone. You would you, how are you starting on video games? What do you do? I don't know. I like the idea of starting simple, not because I I, I don't think kids kids are smart, right? Like you, you often talk to friends over and they're like, you know, your their kids walk up to the TV screen and expect they can touch it. Oh yeah, well, like yeah, exactly. They all know the um, eye, the eye stuff. Now. So like they they catch on quick, and if you teach them with a first person shooter or something, they're gonna understand it. But like it's like learning math, right? Like you don't start with precalc or something like that, or you know. Even algebra, you start sure. with with arithmetic and, and just numbers, understanding numbers and counting and all. The, so in that case, I feel like you start from the beginning, you know, 
and I don't necessarily need to start with like Pong or even Atari 2600, but there are classics that I do feel like Mario, Mario 3, the three Mario games really on NES are, are important. I, I don't, and I'm not saying this because I'm like a Sega hater, even though I, I don't, I think Sega, you know, Sega's contributions are a little bit overrated. I think that there are things you can skip. I think you can probably skip Sega generally and, and, um, stick with Nintendo. I think move to PlayStation. I think maybe even Xbox, but yeah, so, I do think that like the side scrollers and those old important games are, are, are relevant. But again, modernity has changed things to such a degree that I don't know if kids even care about those games or want to care about them anymore. But to me, it's like you can't understand where games are until you understand where they've been. Sure. I understand that from the history. We always talk about it when you're trying to get involved in the games industry. Like we're lucky enough that we grew up with them. Right. So we have some kind of knowledge about all this stuff. Whereas now if you're listening to us and you want to do what we want, to, we do, you do have to go back and play a Mario and understand this. I don't know if you're just trying to be a game fan. If you need to, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't think if I, if I was, if I got kicked in the head by a mule tomorrow and I was like, you know what I want? Fucking kids. I don't think I'd be like when they get to the age of video games that I would be like, all right, let's go backwards. You know what I mean? I think I would start them with, okay, what is contemporary right now and is good for kids? All right, play Lego Dimensions. You know, do you like these Skylander things or whatever? But obviously, let's play new Super Mario Brothers or whatever on Wii. There's, you know, so many things. Well, what? They just haven't changed anything. Mario Maker. You know what I mean? I don't know if I'd be drawn to go back and give them anything. It's tough because it's it's the way you decide to treat it. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not in a film enough to want to go back and watch uh, mm-hmm. the, you know, you know, silent pictures, citizen Kane yeah. and stuff like that. Like, well, that's not silent, but I'm sorry. Just go back to classic. Yeah. I mean, that's different. I mean, that is a classic, but I mean, like, I'm Have not interested in like, I'm not interested. No. Okay. Will you go back to watch it? No, but that's what I'm saying. I'm yeah, not, exactly. I'm, not I'm just making film. sure my point. Stands, I think I right? might've actually in high school. I don't really, you've just seen the gif enough that, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's like one of those things that I think I might've seen in high school. I really don't remember. Yeah. Um, but the point is, is that I don't care enough about film to go back and be like, well, Tarantino gets his inspiration from blah, sure, blah, sure, blah. sure, sure, sure. But I do care about enough about games and music to want to know where things come from. And I like I especially with music. I like genetics. I think that it's it's fascinating. I don't think that, you know, there would be no rage or 311 without, you know, the Chili Peppers. But there might not be those guys without like Urban Dance Squad either, or like these other obscure bands. And I like kind of getting into where things are, or where they begin. There would be no, you know, new wave the way we knew without you know, something like Blondie or the cars. So like, and not to say that the cars are new wave, but they had a new wave aesthetic in some of their songs that were inspirational to, the, the, to those bands. And I like getting into the nitty gritty of that kind of shit a lot with music. And I feel the same way about games. Yeah. You can't, um, shit. Like I, I don't know that you can truly appreciate Wolfenstein, the new order without knowing that Wolfenstein 3d was the first first person shooter ever. That's fucking relevant to me, you know, and watching that series really evolve and still be relevant in a different way today, I think is cool. And they have those little dream sequences in the game that bring you back to the first game as if he's having a nightmare, which I think is brilliant. And that shit's probably straight lost on people. So I think that that is um, that is is relevant and important to me. But I don't know that it's necessary or pertinent. I just think it's a matter of like how much you care about games. And I'm starting to care about games much more in a like where have they been and where are they going kind of thing than, you know, now that we move into VR and even AR and stuff like that. I think that these are going to be more quaint ideas at some point that I think uh, we will want to know more about. And it would be nice to instill this kind of stuff in our kids. It's like with politics, right? Like um, the Republican Party, for instance. Uh, is whatever it is, you know, and then people look at it, whatever it is, but like, it's important to know that the Republican party founded in 1856 and, you know, Abraham Lincoln was the first elected president that they put up, you know, that, that, that one and the Republicans, you know, went through the wilderness a few times, stuff like that. Like, is that really relevant to vote Republican today? Probably not. Yeah. Is it interesting? I think sure. So, you know? So, I mean, I guess the question for me would become then 
so you're going to show them the classics and do this like where are you cutting it off and what are your what's your criteria for moving on you know and is it game by game is it all right you guys you've gotten ever you've gotten you've beaten mario and done all the secret stuff and da 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 so now you get to move on to is it mario 2 mario 3 or is it on to super mario world or you know what i mean like i don't know how many how many leaps you want to make with it right it's complicated. Yeah, it's very. Complicated. I think it, it's going to. It's going to. It's going to. It's going to. Well, that's the least of your worries. But I think that the. I think that it comes down to your own personal taste. If I have a kid, they're going to know games. My brother's a great example. My brother Dagan. Yeah. Has a son, Graydon. You know, a little, a little kid. I think he's like five, and he's obsessed with Mega Man. He's fucking obsessed with it. He had no idea that I loved Mega Man until like we started talking. You know, talking about it. And I started sending him toys and stuff like that. He loves Mega Man. And that's only because, and I'm talking about like the NES ones. That's because my brother showed my brother's a, 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 a retro game collector and plays Famicom and and, and Super Famicom and NES and and all the stuff with this kid. And that to me makes Graydon's opinions going forward on video games way more relevant. In my, you know, like because he knows because he knows he knows the history. You know, he has no idea if Mega Man Two was made in 1989 or not. He has no idea that that game is way older than him. I don't think he cares. But when he becomes cognizant of those things and then he does start playing, he plays Wii and stuff, Wii U and stuff. I think they play Splatoon and stuff together. So he knows that there's like these echelons of games and these different disparate parts of games. And Splatoon doesn't look or play anything like these older games. And he doesn't know maybe why, but he will. Yeah. And uh, so when my brother's sitting there playing Ninja Gaiden on NES or he's playing the Link to the Past on Super Nintendo or something or Final Fantasy 2 slash 4, that this will be ingrained in him. Just like it was ingrained in me, except for the fact that those games were contemporary to me. Yeah, exactly. You know, when I was five years old playing with Dagan, which I think is another reason why he does it, I think it reminds me a little bit of those times maybe, um, is, uh, you know, Mega Man 2 came out when I was five. So, like, of course, that's going to be ingrained in me. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't make his experience any different. So, I, I'm actually super... He's, like, actually, like, the litmus test He's for the me. He's test, yeah. Because I, I'm really interested to see when he's eight, nine, ten, like my my uh, my oldest nephew, uh, Declan, I got him a PlayStation 4 for Christmas because I'm a good uncle. And uh, he loves he loves games. And he's not super into them yet, but he doesn't have that. His dad's not really into him. You know, he has his mom isn't really into him. So I'm interested to see how this particular, how Graydon grows up because he is into them. And his dad is very into them and always will be so and always has been. And he's the reason I was in the games. And then look at me now. And I'm not saying that as a joke or whatever, but I'm like, I love games because sure. I was it was fucking drilled in me as a kid and so i wonder how he'll be with these games as well and he'll have a lot of insight that a lot of his his own peers won't i think that's pretty powerful yeah what happened i mean i guess you're talking about how like the games were drilled in mm-hmm. right is that similar to how dagan's name was drilled into him so all his kids got weird ass names too <laughs> kids at home right now like he's making this up he's making these names up as he goes these are great names i think personally dagan's a great name it's a good gaelic name Graydon also a good gaelic name what was the other one Declan, yeah, okay. also a good Gaelic name. Our, so, does he have any other? Say kids? your piece. Does he have any other kids? He does. How, what are their names? A daughter. What's her name? Lilia. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that. My I, others, ne- my other nephews are Finley and Dashel. Those are from different. Are those all from Declan, Finley, and Dashel are brothers? Okay. Graydon and Ayla are brother and sister, and then my other sister Allie has a kid named Ayla Colin. See, I, at least I can respect that in terms of like. Everybody, here you go. Y'all got, you, we're just going to, you got to live with this and enjoy it and figure it out. You know what I mean? Noonan gave his kids all a bunch of normal names and then one kid, the Gaelic name, which is kind of like how his parents did it with his, his his family too. I think I might have the most normal name out of my And you're siblings. the most abnormal person in the family. Oh, by far. Yeah, by far. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, we of course are in reader mail. We didn't introduce it, but oh, you've watched the show once or twice for Maelstrom, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Go to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ to get your question right in the air. Just like... 
Deo Mena did. In night, Damien is his name, but then he spelled it. He's got a username, and that's where he gets all confused. In. Damien writes in to PSQ, just like you can. In 1976, I got my first console, Pong, I think. Now, I'm a 61-year-old grandpa who still plays games every day and watches all the kind of funny content you guys put out. Last year, I finished Bloodborne, Dragon Age Inquisition, The Witcher 3, Fallout 4, 1,500 hours approximately in Destiny, and 50% through The Phantom Pain. Anyway, I don't have a direct question, more of a suggestion. When comparing a new game in a review to an old game, you should boot up the old game and see how shitty most of them were. The odd exceptions are most anything JRPG, etc. You get my drift? Eh? I like how he's even talking like he's a grandpa. Huh? You get my drift? <laughs> Games are far better now than they were in the past. Quote, these are the good old days of gaming. Join or die. P.S. Well-deserved award, Greg. <laughs> Sorry if my syntax is a bit odd to American readers. I'm not from there. No PvP type friend request, please. Do, do I have a point? Question mark. Hail Portillo. I walked the Freedom Trail, Damien. <laughs> I love Damien. Losing it a little bit. Damien is going, and I edited some stuff out of Damien's question. Damien's a goddamn madman, a 61-year-old uh, goddamn. I think, I think he's dead wrong. Yeah? yeah? That's what I thought. I thought it'd be an interesting topic. I don't, I do about. you agree? That games are better than ever. These are the good old days. <sighs> well, How? I think. Well, Graphically? Exactly. Exactly. That's the whole problem we got to come down to is, well, yeah. Our, of course they are. I would I would dispute that too though a lot. But the the good old that because well, you're you're gonna go to the fact that eight uh, bit or you know uh, pixel eight bit sixteen bit looks great yeah. all the time. Thirty two bit. Yeah, yeah. Look yeah. at Symphony of the Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do I think these are the gaming good old days? In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. You know what I mean? I think we do have a nostalgic lens when we put it on. We remember sitting there playing these things. I don't think anyone can sit here and argue about how amazing Mario Brothers is. You know what I mean? Super Mario Brothers. Uh, but in terms of like. It, we're in that weird spot, right? Is that I think when we were growing up, games were very narrow in what they are, and now we're we're back to the old boring Greg analogy story. He always tells us the thing. Now the walls have fallen down, and the silly putty stretched in all these different directions. And I love the fact that right now there I can I don't watch much TV, right? Unless I'm eating. If I'm when I can't, you know, I'm doing this with my hands, like Garfield. Then I can't play a game. I watch TV, and otherwise I'm playing a Looks game. Like you're right? Packing balls into your face. No, that's how Garfield eat lasagna. Oh, okay. right? Come on. Come on, man. Who's cooking all this lasagna for Garfield? I know, right? Did he know how to do it? I think once or twice he did, but then sometimes he made Nermal do it. Garfield We're getting, sucks. Garfield's really bad. Um, <laughs> but the point is, right now, I love the fact that there's a game for any mood I'm in. You know what I mean? Sure. I always talk about that. There's, and there's, there's a different... Been. Yeah, but not really. When I was what? playing on the Master System, I don't think there was enough things where it's like... But here's the problem is that I'm talking about when I'm a little kid and my attention span is shorter and I'm looking for something specific out of a game. I don't understand what a game could be. I don't think, and I don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not saying there's not the rare exception. I don't think there were as many games on the spectrum that are that are now. No, because the spectrum wasn't as wide, but yeah. but there was a spectrum, and and uh, some of those games are dead now. So it's it's a matter of you know like games being replaced. There's no first person shooters on console really. Even I mean there were, but until really PS1. Yeah. So um, you know there was like Doom on SNES and shit like that, but that, that genre didn't exist when we were young. Yeah. It didn't. Um, you know, but I. So my my friend Erin came to visit us, um, you know, a few days ago. We went to Vegas, and then she came back to San Francisco, and we and she wanted to play Mario, like the original. What? So I broke I broke out the Wii U after a fucking whole ordeal of finding all that shit. You know, like I said, like an archaeological dig, like dusting the fucking shit off it. Um, and we and I plug it in, and we 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 break out the Wii and she and I play it, and we played for like an hour, Mario three, just going back and forth, whatever. And 
it reminded me, even though I play that game like a few times a year in some capacity. Yeah. That's a masterpiece. 100%. That game is better than almost anything that came out last year, if not everything. Like, straight the fuck up. So, like, I don't agree with him at all. That game has perfect gameplay. Perfect. It has beautiful art. It's 8-bit and it's limited, but it's beautiful. That game's beautiful. Sound, music design is excellent. We can't judge things based only on technology. Mm-hmm. That's fucking Agreed. lame, you know? And it's just not the way we play games. That goes back to the film analogy I was saying. Like, Citizen Kane, a lot of people, is the greatest movie ever. That movie was made in the 40s, right? Something like that. Yeah. So it's like, or it's like the way I even feel about Twilight Zone, like the original Twilight Zone, Rod Sterling's Twilight Zone, which is a fucking 50 plus year old show, is way better than a lot of the sci-fi written today, you know, and a lot of the horror and all that kind of stuff written today. Just because it's in black and white in 4-3 right, 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 doesn't right. make it not that. It's quaint and it's different than what we expect today and we don't get the fucking beautiful, you know, you look at Star Trek back in the day, Star Trek now, for instance, but a lot of people love that old Star Trek. Next Generation is a better example in the 80s and 90s. It's like, yeah, it doesn't look like J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies, but people love that shit, you know? Sure. So I don't agree with them at all. The good old days are gaming generally and there's games from every generation river raid is one of my favorite games of all time that's a 2600 game you know that's a really fucking rudimentary game that game's awesome it's fun it's got a fun loop it's a fun hook yeah um the original street fighter 2 um and you know super street fighter 2 especially is really one of the great fighting games of all time i don't think anyone would dispute that that game is 23 years old 24 years old at this point so yeah i just can't agree mega man mario castlevania ninja gaiden game shit on a lot of games today i'm sorry like i i i I, it's not to say there aren't great games coming out today we've got great shooters great there's a lot of great great role-playing games whatever great open world games they can all coexist but to say that like these games are definitively better than those games is bullshit and when you put in say final fantasy 4 slash 2 or final fantasy 3 slash 6 on your super nintendo hey that game actually fucking worked sure and it didn't didn't need need a patch it didn't need anything Yeah, yeah so that's another way of looking at gaming today as opposed to gaming back then as well the gaming was the game was broke back then. It was done, and that game was pulled. And if you have it, it's worth money. Um, so no, I, I don't know if you agree or not, but I cannot agree with that. I think I, some of the I greatest think, games of all time were not. I made think in the this question country. is way too. There's too many variables to come down to a definitive answer. So I guess I disagree on that. But I'm not agreeing that today's the best. You know what I mean? The, uh, for me, it's this umbrella thing that we're talking about, right? That he's saying what was the exact thing? These are the good old. These are the good old days of gaming, right? And when I when that's where it comes down to, well nostalgia speak is no no it's me in front of the tv indian style playing this game you know getting castle of illusion on christmas it's these memories right where i was like that but castle illusion is a great game though i know but now but then for gaming right now i think about the fact of i if i'm playing a game and i want to hit watch netflix and i hit the button i pop out to netflix you know what i mean like gaming is bigger than the games if that makes sense for right now whereas back then i don't know if it was back then it was well it, it was gaming that's what you did you put it on your nes that's all you could do i yeah. mean that's all you could do with any console until Really, PS2. Right. And even then, it was like a DVD or a game. I mean, like, I, you know, are these the good old the good old days of gaming right now? No and we're talking about the gaming? Like, I had to go to GameStop for the first time in years and buy something from GameStop. Not Sorry. just pop in and look around. I It was literally, all I was doing is returning to uh, Lego Dimension figures I already had that I got for Christmas to exchange in, uh, to get that blue PS4 controller, right? Got there. I was meeting Marty and Goldfarb at noon for brunch. Got to the GameStop at 1140. Left the GameStop at... 1210 
And I was like, why the fuck does anyone buy in the store anymore? Why would you do this? Amazon, GameStop.com. The 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 fact that if I want to get, I can read about a game on GameSpot, and I'll be like, that sounds really cool. I want to try it. And I I PlayStation buy on Steam or whatever. It's right there. Go on Steam. Get it somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like. When we start talking about the ecosystem and the world of gaming, there maybe there's an argument to be had that yeah, these are the good old days. And the- yeah, technologically they are. Technologically they are because I can I can plug in my Wii U and play everything. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's well not everything, but a lot of old NES and SNES and N64 and GameCube games, and that's fun. But to definitively say these are the good old days of gaming, like I'm sorry, 2015 was not a very good year. Like I I. I a lot of the reason I played over 50 games that we were talking about, you know, on the Gamescast, people were busting balls a little bit about how I didn't play many games or I didn't finish many games. And it's like, well, I'm not, you know, A, I'm not going to be a slave to, to gaming. Like, I'm going to play the games I want to play. Says um, the man who platinum leisure suit leather. Well, that was when we were really fighting and quarreling. But, the, but what I was going to say was that there was a point when I played. I mean, if you look through my trophies and you can do that, um, you see that I had, I played fucking everything that came out for a few years. Yeah. Um, and my life was not better off. My gaming acumen was not better off having played some of this shit and so when i look at games that inspire or excite me in 2015 there just weren't that many of them and i'm not going to be a slave to saying to to being like well i have to play this or i really just need to say i play like who gives a shit you know what i mean like who really at the end of the day who cares i'm excited about a lot of games coming out in 2016 i'm gonna play i think a lot more this year than i did last year but the point I'm trying to make is, you know, you have to kind of just look at what excites you. And when I look at what excites you, or what interests you, like a lot of there were some really great years. I think 1998 is a really great year. For instance, 1995 was a great year. 2007 was a great year. Um, I think 2013 was a great year. So it's it's uh, and an exciting year because we got hardware that year as well. But we don't have to, like, just look at games with rose, you know, with rose tinted glasses all the time, even moving forward as much as we do look back, because I think a lot of the argument being made is well we have nostalgia and we're blind when you got castle illusion well castle illusion is not that very very good game but it is but it fucking is you know i remember getting a link to the past for christmas uh when i got my super nintendo and that game is fucking awesome yeah and that game is still awesome that game is always going to be awesome that game is better than a lot of games that came out today period i don't care what the games look like or how they run or blah 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 their online infrastructure and who cares you know we play games we play games to have fun yeah Zelda doesn't have a leveling system i know that was that was what i was saying ever I know that's what I was saying. I was saying that's why I think it was better now than it was then. So, you know, I just think we get too caught up on modernity. I think we get too caught up on technology. And that's great and that's fine. That's why we were excited about PS4. What can these machines do? I don't think we've seen what they can do yet. I think when you look at Uncharted Drake's Fortune, you look at The Last of Us on PS3, these are very different games. They look very different. It's almost hard to believe that Last of Us was made by the same team that made Uncharted. Mm -hmm. But it was. So I think we're going to see new and fun things. But I also think that we have to just apply the logic that we apply to film or to books to games it's okay for an old game to be better than a lot of new stuff that's fine it doesn't mean you're a hipster it doesn't mean that you you, you don't like modern or new games it means that you f- frankly have some fucking taste <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. that's and that's that's no fine. hipster would say that that's a good point but what but <laughs> but what i'm saying is like it's okay to say like this came no, out I and you. i enjoyed I it yeah, or yeah. this came out and it was this but man this was better you know when i listened to uh um you know, some of the bands I like, well, Rage Against the Machine, we were bringing up before. Uh, Rage Against the Machine has released several albums since the, their self-titled album in 1992, but that self-titled album still shits on all their other stuff. Always. Always will. And I think most Rage fans feel that way. It doesn't mean that you're not a real Rage fan. You see that in 311 fandom, and that's my favorite band of all time, where I really don't like their new albums at all, except for the newest one is actually pretty good. But oh, stuff they released for 10 years was pretty weak. Yeah. But you see things in YouTube comments where it's like, you're not a real 311 fan if you don't like blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, 
I've been a fan of this band for like 20 years and actually like I, I actually like these albums more. And I think you can make the same case for any game. So I just think we we have to just take everything and, and treat them equally. I don't think it's it's appropriate to treat older games as more important than newer games any more than I think it's more important to forget that we have a past and a history. Yeah. Um, and like I said, people got mad at me about Legacy Collection, Mega Man Legacy Collection. Those games are still masterpieces of gameplay. And you can't show me a single game that came out in 2015 that plays better than them. And those games are old. Those games are really fucking old. That's okay, though. That's fine. They're yeah. always going to be that way. You know? Um, so he was saying, you know, like, we look back, like, play the play the game you compare it to and uh, compare it to the game you're comparing it to today, the contemporary game that you're playing today. And I'm like, well, maybe sometimes that's true, but it's not always true. A good reminder of this was uh, Symphony of the Night when I played it for our live stream for charity. That game's fucking awesome. That game is always going to be awesome. That game's a fucking 10. That game's a masterpiece. There's nothing wrong with that game. Except for like compressed audio and all that kind of stuff, like limitations of the machine. But damn, is that game still really good? And Symphony of the Night is definitively better than anything that came out last year. You know, so that's my two cents. Better than Mad Max, the game of the generation. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Because this was a different generation. Yeah. I don't know. The problem is it's just so subjective. You know what I mean? Like you talk. I. I. It's and that's the weird thing of us being students of the game or industry personalities or whatever right i can look at Mega Man and be like oh yeah the gameplay is really good or whatever but like if that was what games still were or whatever i wouldn't be a gamer you know what i mean they don't work for me they don't click i like i like the freedom stuff so it gets to this weird part sure. of like is this is, so then are the good old are the good old day, days of gaming now because i'd rather play more of what i play now and da, 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 da. but you can have what's such a liquid definition it is but you can have what Mega Man is the arcadey side scroller and still be open world which is what symphony of the night is mm-hmm. symphony of the night was really the first castlevania game that wasn't heavy and I mean that by like yeah, yeah the way your Castlevania is known for being like like Simon Belmont, Trevor Belmont, these guys are, they're like a rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the way the game plays, as opposed to Ninja Gaiden, which is very smooth and quick and blah blah. blah. You know, like you know, you're running and, yeah, yeah, and, and shooting. Mega Man somewhere in the middle, but Symphony of the Night is a, re- a reaction. Super Metroid really, really even an older reaction to like giving you exactly what you're asking for, which is a non-linear side scroller. Yeah. Then that ev- that evolves into the open world games that we have today. But there would be no open world games without those. Sure. And that's where maybe it goes back to another question, which is why these games are important. Um, and why maybe you should know them. Anyway, I could talk about this all day. Blue570 wrote into kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can. It says, hey, Colin and Greg, this question is mainly directed at Colin. You have mentioned lately in a few episodes that you are really not compelled to play many games right now and that you're waiting for that one game to pull you back in. So I am wondering, which games do you think will be the ones to pull you back in and really get you to invest your time? One game that wrote me back in when I was in a slump was Spec Ops The Line, which I thought was an amazing game. And while not in a slump right now, I am most looking forward to No Man's Sky. Looking forward to this week's episode as it falls on my birthday. Happy birthday, Blue570. Thanks for all you do. Keep up the good work, Blue570. This is an interesting and pertinent question, I think, because... Real quick, too. His, this is like the fucking worst thing you can do, everybody. P.S. I love you, XOXO. P.P.P.S.S. It's pronounced blue five seven zero. Why the fuck wouldn't you open with that? Next question. I don't even want also, to... it's PPS, not PSS. I'm uh, just reading what he said. I know. I know. <laughs> um, what's what's on the the horizon right now that's got you stoked? Well, horizon is one of them, but hey. I, I actually think the game that might be most that might be closest to release is Uncharted, obviously, but maybe even The Division, maybe Far Cry Primal. But I also think it's games that I just haven't played yet. Oh sure. Um, have you heard this about the oxen free game? No. Well, I have heard of it, I think. Yeah. That's uh, getting a lot of early buzz around it. I'm pretty stoked to play that. I think to me, this is a pertinent question because this seems like to, to be shocking to people. Um, 
there is nothing in life I love enough. And I'm talking about not people, but things that I would just want to do them all the time forever for the rest of my life. You know, uh, I was talking to um, to Aaron about this, about, you know, I was telling her that, you know, people are giving me a hard time because I didn't feel they didn't feel like I played enough games. Year. I didn't have an, enough perspective. And that bothered me a little bit because I first of all, I did play a lot of games. But second of all, I'm trying to be true to the games I want to play. Sure. That's um, what we get to do now. Yeah. Like, I don't have to play everything anymore. And I'm not going to. And um, it doesn't mean I, 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 I'm a student of the industry. I pay attention to the industry. I pay attention oh, yeah. to games. I watch videos of games. I read a lot about games. I know what's going on. You know, it, you don't have to play games to know those things. I, I hate to tell you. But yeah, you have to have some perspective on the way games play. That's why I sat down and finally played Metal Gear Solid 5 this, this past break and, and, and all these kinds of things. But what I was telling her was, you know, it reminds me of almost having to, to for some people to have like some sort of adherence to like an orthodoxy of um, you have to play a game. You have to play games. You have to play this many games. You have to play everything that comes out, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I, so I, I, I've talked about it in the past. Like people are talking about maybe some of the newer people that don't have listened to us for a long time. I've talked many times about how I've been in this place before. I was in this place at IGN. I was in this place in college. I didn't play games except for some big releases for an entire year in college. I played like three games that year when I was a sophomore. Um, and into that summer and into the next fall until I really got back into it because I was just like I don't it, it's not speaking to me right now sometimes other things speak to me right now um, documentaries are speaking to me right now like being social is speaking to me and, and going out with friends and just hanging out and doing the things I want to do I think that that healthy balance actually gives you more perspective than being up games asses all the time which is not really like my my interest so what game will bring me back in I don't know if it's going to be a specific game as much as I do need that game to claw me and like you know get me but it's it's I love games. I grew up with them. I've been playing them for 27 years almost every day, except for these except for these kind of these, these, these gaps, the dry spells, we call them. And uh, to me, that's normal and that's healthy. It might be a little more abnormal to always feel like you absolutely have to play unless you really want to. Unless you always feel that drive. But in my own life, I've never felt that way about anything. Mm-hmm. And there are things that I really love. There are things I love more than video games definitively. And even those things I don't care enough about to not care enough about it. I care about them a great deal but care enough in the sense where I'm like I have to I have to read about politics every day I have to when I played hockey for most of my childhood and my teen years I have to be on the ice every day there were times where I'm like I just don't want to play at all mm, you know like yeah, yeah like I'm just not in it one of the things I was talking about and I think people can relate to this is I don't play games as an, a form of escape and I don't think I ever have games what do you are, play them for them games are things I play for fun you don't find the escape fun you that like I can't me, they're, escape they're almost my, one and the same. You I know can't what escape I mean? my mind. I can play a game that isn't fun and like it's interesting. It's taking me to a place that's making me sad, or you know what I mean. Like you, all these other emotional games that you play through, or something happens in life is strange, right? And I don't think it's like fun in the way I think of like, oh, I darb's fun. You know what I mean? But like that experience, that escapism, or whatever, that is fun for me. Yeah, and no, I'm not, I'm not judging that. Oh, I know, I, I, know, I know, no, no, no. most. I think most people probably play games for that. But when I really reflect back on like the times I played games. Um, and the reasons and, and the periods in which I played games, what I realize is that I play for the experience. I play because I like games. I think that they're a good medium for storytelling. They're a good medium for gameplay, for for fun and enjoyment. My head is in such a way when I get upset or depressed about something or whatever or excited about something where I'm like, I can't concentrate on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it can go both ways. I can be so excited like a kid but the day before Christmas. like I can't concentrate on the game right now. And I could be like, well, uh, you know, I just had a breakup. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad about that. Well, that's the same kind of feeling where it's like I can't concentrate on this right now. Sure, sure, sure. sure. Um, to me, it's about going into it with the experience of wanting to play, not 
having an orthodoxy saying I have to play a gun to your head saying you have to play this. Yeah, sure, and sure, so sure, sure. some people are like, well, it's your job and blah blah blah. And I'm like, no, it's not. Like my job is to entertain. My job is to talk about games, and I think I do that very well. I think I do that, you know, quite authoritatively actually, um, in my opinion. And so if it's a matter of like, well, Colin only played 50 games last year, which is about what I played, as opposed to he needs to play 100. Well, that's never going to happen again. I'm never going to play 100 games a year. So it's we have to just kind of take things as they come talk about the things we can talk about when i'm silent about a game or i say i have no opinion on a game it's because like i don't have an opinion on it yeah and that's okay. you're allowed to do that that's okay yeah so what is the game that's going to call me in i don't know but i am feeling reinvigorated i'm already playing more games the last week or so than i have been playing um and these are ebbs and flows you have not seen the last of it though for me and i hope that a lot of you guys out there even if you love games do take some time away from take an extended period of time away from games i think that's really important it gives you perspective and it gives you like a way like I have almost a renaissance man mentality in a way where I like I want to do lots of things. I want to read about a lot of things. I want to watch things. I want to, you know, enjoy different things. And I and there's only so many hours in the day and I cannot dedicate them all to video yeah, games. Yeah. I can't even dedicate most of them to the games. I just can't. So it's it's I think it's healthy and I think that we have to all explore those things. I think it would be good for us to all disconnect for six months or a year if you could and just gain perspective. And then you'll be really fucking excited when you get back. Crow wrote in the kind of funny dot com slash PSQ just like you can to be part of the show. It says, hey guys, happy new year, and I wish you a great and fresh start in 2016. Smiley emoticon. Thank you. My question is simple. How do I deal with such a large backlog? As someone who has become more and more invested into gaming since PS4's launch, I was very much casual gamer last generation. I've ironically had less time to game, mainly because I'm approaching my final year before I head off to university. I find myself with an ever-increasing backlog, and whether it's playing catch-up on some of last gen's best games or PS4's games from launch, it has become a bit of a chore to go through so many games. I have felt so overwhelmed. Your insight and advice is greatly appreciated. Thank you. And keep up the fantastic work. P.S. I love you. It's my first post two. And that really excited emoticon. The, the, uh, that's the, my, the that's one of my favorite. That's I, my I, favorite I like emoticon. A lot. I think this double. I pulled this question right now because it doubles back to your point. You don't have to play everything. You don't have to feel like you did. You and, shouldn't play everything. Sure. I mean, I think it, these it, aren't movies. You know what I mean? These are fucking games. The what you, Colin's talking about before a second ago. Right. And the fact that like, OK, you know. He doesn't play everything, so he'll watch a video or he'll read about it, and that does put him on the sense to have an educated opinion on it. You know what I mean? The I always talk about the best thing about what we can do now with Kind of Funny is follow the games we're passionate about. So when I really want to talk about Taco Master or Lego Dimensions or something that's outside the realm. What did I tell you about realm, Taco Master? What did I tell you about it? You, hidden. You'll never find it. It's in his pouch charging. <laughs> uh, when I can talk about a game that necessarily maybe at, at IGN, it would make more sense for us to talk about whatever we want to come to Vita or the a big Vita game, even if they existed anymore, or a bigger PlayStation 4 game than Lego Dimensions because it isn't connecting with the most amount of readers, right? Here we're able to talk about what we're into. So if we're into something, we talk about it, right? And there's a million other personalities that are doing that, including people at IGN and GameSpot, where you can go and be like, I know that I'm I Marty like I'm Marty like loved this game, right? And it's not really my kind of game, but I've read his review and I've listened to him on podcasts and da 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 and I heard Justin saying the same thing, McElroy. Over there saying the same thing. McElroy. You know, you cobbled together our opinion from trusted sources to be like, that game was cool or whatever. Do right. you, do, at this point, I'm not saying don't, but like, do you need to play The Last of Us? Everyone says it's, it's universally accepted as amazing. I've never, I've seen 
No one off the top of my head argue with your 10 for it. You know what I mean? Like you could read it and watch all the retrospectives or one retrospective on it and see the gameplay and you'd get why this game is good. I don't know if you need to jump back. I still recommend you do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't play The Last of Us. It's one of the great games of all time. But I'm saying like I don't think it's so like if that's in your if that Shadow of Mordor, this, that, the other, like all these games people think are awesome. You don't really you don't need to feel like don't feel like you have to. Look how do you pick what to Dude. play from your backlog? Look at your backlog and say, what do I want to play from? He used the word Sure, mm-hmm. and this is and this is the point I'm, tr- I'm I'm talking about. This is the orthodoxy to hardcore gaming that needs to be like g- gotten rid of. We play way more games than 99.9 percent of people that play video games, and we're still not considered hardcore enough by a small group of people. Well, I'm that, hardcore. Well, you, you, hardcore. Well, you played you 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 did. I've never seen you play so many games as I saw you play this year, and I've played a lot for fun. a long time. I had a lot of fun. That's great, and and we've all been there, right? But here's the here's the the thing about it yeah. to me. When I sat down and play, watched you play Halo 5, what I do? I asked you a lot of questions about it, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, what about this? This is this. When I sat down and played, a sat, when you played Assassin's Creed, I watched you play for a long time. And I was like, what about this? This has a feel, blah, blah, blah. Show me this, da, da, da. Yeah. When I watched you play Rise of the Tomb Raider, I was like, I want to see the map. Like, show me the map. Like, what about this? All this kind of stuff. Probably combined between those three games, 90 minutes to two hours of questions asked about them. Yeah. Because I'm curious. It's not like I'm like, well, I don't want to play this and I don't need... So, you can get your experiences that way, and that's how I become familiar with some games that I don't play, or I read about them. Occasionally watch a video or a trailer or whatever. But I think he used the word sure. He did. And that's the, that's the word that I'm trying to be cognizant of when I play games. Witcher 3 became a chore for me, and I gave it 10 more hours, and it still was a chore for me. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. I can't play this fucking yeah. game anymore. And I played it for fucking ever. I don't know the last time I played Probably Civ 5 was the last game I spent that much time with. And Fallout 4 became a similar thing where I'm like, I just don't want to play this anymore. You know you have to just pay attention to your heart almost in a way where it's like, yeah, you have a backlog of games. I bet you some of those games you're going to love. I bet you some of those games you're not. You have two ways to go about it. You either start picking through them in, in some sort of order chronologically or whatever you want to do, or you just start p- picking out the games you you that speak to you. But I think that you have to kind of come to terms with the fact that something that we came to terms with a few years ago, you're not going to play everything. You can't. There, there, came, there, there, came a, there came a point where I'm like, I'm curious about Assassin's Creed every year just so I can reiterate how much I hate it, but I'm not going to play them anymore. I just don't have time. It's over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Or these other random, like Battlefield or something where it comes out and I like playing the, the, the campaign. I'm like, I'm not going to play this. Like, yeah. I, I, you have to, so my backlog is really small where it's like, I know I'm going to play Bioshock Infinite all the way through. Like, I, I didn't beat it. I have to. I, ha- I like Ken Levine and I want to I beat that game. I really like The Evil Within when I played it so far. I know I'm going to get back to that game. Um, you know, I think I'm going to get back to Bloodborne. I, I know people are really passionate about that game and I want to play it. But for all, for those three games, for instance, that I've identified, I had to knock 20 games off the backlog because it's sure. just, there's no time. So play the games that speak to you. And if you go through a period like I did where not a lot of things aren't speaking to you, then don't play. Yeah. For holiday break, I made a backlog list of things that I were was tentative on. Like maybe, you know, if I have time, I'd like to get to it. And so when I beat a game, I'd sit, I chose one, right? Like I'm, I, my list right now, the the games that I played that I'm done with, right? Fat Prince's Adventures, Lego Dimensions, Doctor Who stuff, Just Cause, Batman DLC, Bastion Vita, Life is Strange, right? And so it just was... I looked at this overall list and what was I in the mood for? And then I played it until either I beat it or I was like, I've seen enough. You know what I mean? And then I'd look at the list and go, what, what's next? Games that are still on the games to play part are Assassin's Creed Syndicate, Adventures of Pip, Mad Max, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, Ethan Carter with a question mark. I don't think I'll ever do. That's why it's got a question mark. And then Among the Sleep. You know what I mean? And so like right now I have a game that I can't talk about that that's what I really want to play. And I it's one of those I need to get 
done planning the stuff that's already happening right now on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games go over there to support us in the animated series so but hopefully tonight i get to you know etch out the three hours i need to go play through that i think you know what i mean or do whatever the hell it's going to be and then it'll be jump back into what else is you know on my radar that i want to do yeah i think that uh that's even a grandiose by my gaming standards right now a grandiose backlog because i know i'm never gonna oh before, no don't, before things start coming don't out take that the wrong way i'm not playing through every one of the games i just listed you assassin's creed syndicate i probably won't beat ever you know what i mean like i think my window was i was looking for it to grab me as i went into the break and i had lots of time to play but instead i played smaller games and did different things and that's great and that's fine and it's good you know i think I mean? that people have to come to terms with the fact that it's just okay if you don't play a lot of games or play games that you don't want to play I, he used that word sure man yeah, like that's such a sad thing to hear it shouldn't be a chore to play games, and you shouldn't do it just because you feel like you have to. Agreed. I agree with you 100%. And I'm fighting that fight, man. I'm going to fight that fight forever because I really feel like there's going to be times when I want to play 20 games in two months, and there's going to be times when I want to play none in two months. Yeah. And those things, it all balances each other out, I think, at the end of the day. So it's about if you had the experience that you were looking for, and you have to know when you're not having the experience you want quick, quicker. There's no patience for Final Fantasy 13 type games anymore. You have you, Time's precious, you know? The game might get a good 20, 30, 40 hours in. Who gives a shit? You know? Yeah. No, the fuck that. You never have time for that. Wolfenstein to me is the new, the Wolfenstein, the new Mm -hmm. order is the good, a good example. That game's great. I love that game. But that intro sucks. That's about as long as I would give a game. Thank God it got good when it got good when you go to the fucking hospital because uh, that's why I was like that, that knocked that game score down significantly because I'm like, who man, you probably lost. I'm sure their statistics showed, man, they lost a lot of people. Yeah. You know, so don't be too patient. You know, you. Go with it's it. Your follow time. your heart. Yeah, exactly. This is all supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun with the game, you can walk away or put it down and worry about it something to, you know, figure it out. Final question of the week at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ comes from Jericho. Now, Jericho, of course, very special person in my heart. He's the one who goes to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ and organizes all the questions for me. So I just come in and pick and cherry pick out the questions. He does great work. Thank you very much for being a mod on our forums. Of course, go to kindoffunny.com slash forums, register, talk to friends. Jericho says, hey, guys. You two, Gio Corsi, and a lot of us kind of funny best friends love our Vitas. With the hype of PSVR that is building up in these very moments every time we speak about it, how do you think future handhelds will communicate with VR? This is an interesting one, because I don't think there'll be another PlayStation handheld. You always talk about they're crazy enough to it, but then he goes on. How can you bring in a handheld console to VR so that it makes sense to enjoy games on both systems? Is that even possible, or will they have to go parted ways? Would this mean an end any new PlayStation handheld? I mean, I don't think you're ever going to see a way that... like The Vita is not going to talk to PlayStation VR. And then even no, beyond no that, I just don't think that's what VR is. I don't see how you... No, you got, it's a paradigm shift. Yeah. you got to get away from old ways of playing games. Now, will VR connect to your phone one day so you can the phone can run the game? Um, for instance, like a very powerful phone in 10 years, for instance, could it run a VR game? Could it just transmit it to your headset or whatever? Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you. You have to, we have to get away from old ways of thinking about games when it comes to, thing. when it comes to VR. It's not to say, and I'll say it again, we will be playing with a controller in front of a TV in 50 years. I have no doubt about it, but we will, oh, but VR is going to be just a new way to play. Sure. I agree with that. And then, so not it's, I'm kind of cheating here, but piggybacking off of that question, Stevie P said over at kind of slash PSQ. Hey, Greg and Colin. Long time, first time. Here's my question. At E3 2016, what is the likelihood that Shuhei will take to the stage to announce that PlayStation VR is, in fact, PlayStation V5R? Yes, I'm talking a brand new console shipping with a streamlined PlayStation 4 and DualShock 5. Perhaps a DualShock split in two halves connected by magnets, as we saw that one time in that, uh, you know, the DualShock 4 
back in the day or whatever the uh, the uh, 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 the move hybrid for the right, DualShock three right. the, 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 yeah. the patent yeah exactly uh, factoring in shoe statement that it's the next twenty years of PlayStation it's not as crazy as it initially sounds if they prices at if they price it at four ninety nine they could potentially sell it alongside the cheaper more traditional PlayStation four with a release date set for holiday twenty seventeen. Am I crazy for thinking that VR will be sold as the next PlayStation console so so, so soon in the PlayStation 4's life? Thanks, Stevie P. Yeah, you're crazy. There's a 0% chance of that happening because you're ignoring the, the big thing that we've played VR many times and it runs on PS4. Well, no, keep in mind, he's not saying... He's saying that they're bundling it with a slimmer PS4, the thing, and calling that, that, that that's the PlayStation 5 no, it doesn't launch system. Make, it doesn't, I know, it doesn't I know. I'm with you. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't make any just sense. Make, I'm just here to That's speak an interesting question, but I, I, mean, I appreciate it, but it doesn't... It, no, they're not going to do that. Then why would they do that? You know? I, well, I mean, it'd be interesting because I, I think it's... Could they take the PSVR and put it with a new PS4 and sell them together? Sure. And they should. Or they're not going to call it PS5. You know? Yeah. Um, you will see PlayStation 5 2020, probably. The latest. But no, it's, it's, it's way too soon. I agree. I'm, I'm with sure. You. I'm sure it's being developed, but, I, I, but it, you know, when it's in... Uh, R&D, but I, I, no, no. Time for our segment, P.S. I love this best friend, XOXO. If you didn't know, you can head over to kindoffunny.com slash forums where you can meet other best friends and go to the P.S. I love you XOXO board and post your name. You post your PSN name. We read it on the air. You get new friends to play games with. You get messages of loving. It's great. Today's messages of loving. P.S. I love this best friend, XOXO, is Carlos Swan. K. K-A-R-L-O-S-S-W-A-N. Carlos says, Hi, best friends. This is my first post on here, but I've listened to Colin and Greg for years on IGN and now kind of funny. I am a 36-year-old man from England who has a nine-month-old baby. This means my PS time is an hour or so whenever I can grab it. I rarely get to play many multiplayer games, so mostly play single player and would really like some new friends on here for my PSN. I am currently playing Just Cause 3 and would like to populate the leaderboards with some other players. My PSN name is Carlos Swan, all one word, K-A-R-L-O-S-S-W-A-N. Keep up the great work. P.S. I love you from X- I love you XOXO from Rainy Old England. Oi! I thought that was good. Mm-hmm. You're playing the Just Cause 3, friend him, so then you see him on the boards right. and you pass him up. It's perfect. You, you beat him and you're like, it's, it's, it's the game's been out for a year and a half and look at this. You've only played three things because you fucked up. Carlos Swan had a baby and this baby needs things and attention and you it's can't just leave it there to go. It's too much. It's too much. Colin? Yes. What's this week's forgotten PlayStation game? I want to go to PlayStation 4 this, this week and I don't know if it's so forgotten because it's not that old, but I want to talk about Infamous First Light. Specifically mm. about because uh, we, we've talked about Infamous quite a bit. Infamous Second Son's gameplay, which segues into First Light, is fantastic. Uh, great game in terms of gameplay. I think a subpar game or you know story. okay game in terms yeah, of story yeah. and character. I just think Delson kind of sucks. But the reason I want people to, to try uh, First Light is because of the uh, arena combat. Sure. I, I think that there are these like arenas that kind of spread the story out and make the game longer. The story's only a few hours long where you go into Augustine's like chamber and she challenges you with like all these robots and these characters. Or whatever. Uh, it really showcases the game's combat. And I think that that was like one of the most fun experiences I think I had on yeah, you PS4. That a lot. I you loved it. That. I thought it was awesome. It's high score chasing. There's a lot of trophies. It's a platinum trophy um, that you can get, which I got. Um, so I want to recommend that. Okay. Infamous First Light. It should be pretty cheap by this point, you would have to assume. You'd like to think so, yeah. Um, you don't need Infamous Seconds on the play. It's standalone, just like uh, the Infamous 2 DLC was. So um, go check it out. Let us know what you think. There's a story there to be played. 
but it's the arena combat that I think is quite addictive. It's a, it's like a good weekend game. Yes. 100% correct. Uh, this week's PSN worst name of the week comes from Brown. He wrote in to kindoffunny.com slash forums and said, my buddy recently got a PS4. And so when I approached him about exchanging PSN IDs, he started to grin. Apparently, he made his account years ago on his friend's PS3 using his own email address, but his friend chose the name for the account. So now he goes by come honor chest underscore come honor chest like honor for honor right yeah okay just making sure i'm i'm, I'm stressing that yeah. enough come honor chest underscore i like the underscore someone already had come honor chest yeah probably ha <sighs> when i asked him why i didn't just create a new email address to use and create his psn id he said he didn't want to juggle multiple emails so there you go come honor chest underscore ladies and gentlemen this has been P.S. I love you. XOXO episode 17. Thank you so much for joining us as always. Remember, we're a product of kindoffunny.com, which just got redesigned today. If you're listening to this right as it went live. So head over there and check it out where you can check out Kind of Funny, the animated series, the pilot. It's our new initiative for 2016 as we move to some kind of scripted content. It's animated by Colin's incredibly talented brother who we have to pay. So please go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny this month. Toss us a few bucks. We're trying to make it go. We have a thermometer there telling you what's happening and how much we need to make this thing a reality to do a whole season of shows and we're pretty excited about it of course thank you for everything you do for us on patreon.com slash kind of funny games that supports this show and all the other video game content stuff we do uh and remember peace i love you xoxo is our playstation podcast the number one playstation podcast it posts every tuesday at 9 a.m on youtube.com slash kind of funny games as well as soundcloud itunes other podcast services i don't i don't follow the podcast services there's too many of them and of course, every episode of P.S. I Love You, XOXO, ends in a song in a segment we call Singing a Shoe Hey. This is simple. Do you make music? Go to kindoffunny.com slash PSM. Submit your song as a link I can download, the actual sound file, and then, of course, as a YouTube video. Because what I'll do on the MP3 version of the show is put up your song at the end. People hear it, and then they go, cool, maybe I'll pick it up. And on the YouTube version, I annotate to your video, and they go watch it. Today's song comes from New Cool Now Music, which sounds like if Tim Gettys was trying to make some kind of use some yeah. kind of fucking thing to game the system he would call soundcloud.com slash new cool not cool now music new cool now music says hey colin and greg a friend of mine recommended your podcast and and knew i was a musician slash gamer he told me i should submit a, submit a song so i wrote a bunch of songs in the 88 days leading up to fallout 4 one song a day 88 songs total all about fallout i am a glutton for punishment here's the first song off that batch it's called quote i'd blow up the world for you my wife sings on it and my neighbor played the upright bass listen to it first off i like a good concept album if this counts 88 days leading up to fallout why not that's cool song's fun it's very something you'd hear in fallout so ladies and gentlemen this is new cool now music it's been our pleasure to serve you I'd blow up the world for you.
name If you want to share a name I know just what to do What to do You and I would know no shame Get ourselves both in the game I know just what I'd do I'd blow up the world for you Blow up the world for you I'd blow up the world for you Push the button and send the bomb Pour a cup of tea for two Tea for two, tea for two, tea for two From our hill We'll have the best view The best view? As I blow up the world for you If you feel the same If you want to share a name I know just what to do What to do? You and I would know no shame Get ourselves both in the game I know just what I'd do I'd blow up the world for you Blow up Blow up the world for you Blow up I'd blow up the world for I'd blow up the world for I'd blow up